What's up, y'all? Welcome to Three Brothers and a Shot of Milk. We're talking superheroes, TV, movies, video games, anime, cartoons, action figures, and more. I'm Lauren St. Victor. We got Jack Walker Pearson, Richard Wilson, Christopher St. Victor. We are geeks before being geeks were cool with a couple guys who forgot to grow up. Gentlemen, how are you doing? What's going on? What's going on in your worlds? What are you watching? What are you playing? What are you grabbing, collecting? What's up? This guy said we're a couple of guys. We're a couple of guys. The math's not working here today. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we're, we're <laughs> All right, what I'm reading the, uh, this week is Batman slash Superman. This is episode uh, 18. And the reason I like this one, I want to show you guys, oh, is because nice. the art in it, and I'll send you some pictures you can drop on the gram. Uh, the art in it is dope because they're, they're sent into like this else world scenario where they're all in their old costumes. Oh, Very cool. that is dope. So I'll snap some pictures so you can post. Um, I think I have that. I just got to read it. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I like, sometimes I buy the comic because I like the cover. That's kind of what happened with this one. I mean, I'm a Superman Batman fan, but. I, I thought the cover was so dope, so I just picked it up, and then yeah. the art inside was fun. When I was more into just casual collecting, I would only get stuff if I liked the artwork. Like, story mm-hmm. second, art was first when I was more casual. I tell you, the covers and comics now are all just so good. Yeah. Yeah. It used to be a hit and a miss. Now it's like, you go into the comic book shop, and it's like, Jesus, man, every, every cover looks iconic. Competition, man. Competition got crazy. It's tough in these streets. It's tough in these streets. Chris, what you got? What's going on? All right. So uh, to continue with my retro He-Man, I got the Adam Sky Sled. <laughs> so I don't know, Lawrence, if you had the original one, but uh, it was Father's Day. This is my Father's Day gift. So oh, man. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy about it. It's pretty cool. I don't know if I had Adam. You had Adam, didn't you? No, have no, Adam? no. You had Adam. I, you I, had more, way more He-Man stuff than I had. I had a lot of He-Man stuff. You, you got to describe what we're looking at here. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, so for, yeah, for, the, for our audio listeners, it's a Prince Adam power sled. I have Prince Adam um, dressed in his fly pink vest, purple pants, and the sky sled that uh, he sits on and flies. The... I don't know, man. The, the the vehicles from Eternia were never practical. They were always like, they always had like these super weird like traveling mechanisms, but this looks pretty cool. So this will look cool on the, on the shelf. It was just mad inconsistent. They would have like cars that can fly, but then they'll still be like horseback. Yeah, it'll be like, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> and they had like this weird crawler that would, would, wouldn't go anywhere. I don't know. I don't know. Eternia is a weird place, man. What do I tell you? Your what kid's going to be looking at all the toys on your shelf going, what the F? You're going to show up one day and he's going to have open the There's got to be a lock on there. Do you know, how, you know how long he's been asking me to touch this, this sky sled? <laughs> Every day I hear it. So no. I'm already in the mix. Man, you're raising them up good, man. Start them off right. Try. Oh, yeah. Rich, what's up? What's going on in your world? Uh, playing um new game Dungeons & Dragons Dark Alliance. Um, I mean, it's all right so far. Look, control's a little clunky, but, uh, you know, it's a nice little medieval medieval uh, hack and slasher to get into. It's really it on that. Oh. I, got a, I got a shout out to probably the best shirt in the group today is by far Rich, who's got what looks like an alien in space eating uh, tacos. Is, is that yeah, Invader Zim? Yes. Is Invader Zim, yes. It's Gurr in, the, uh, in his uh, dog outfit <laughs> with tacos <laughs> flying around him. The, that cartoon was weird. Yeah, it was, yes. Is this adult, adult Swim? Is that or Cartoon Network? Uh, no, no, no. It was, no, it was, it was on Nickelodeon. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It was an official Nicktoon. Yeah, there are a lot of cartoons that are on like Nickelodeon and whatnot that were not really meant for kids. Like, <laughs> Ren and Stimpy, Rocky yeah. Modern Life, when he worked for a yes. sex line. <laughs> <laughs> I think coming up in a retro episode, we have to visit some of those weird Nicktoons because there was yeah. very, very, very weird some ones out there. Weird stuff, man. Yep. Um. My week was dope, man. I caught up on, uh, well, I'm one episode behind, but I was catching up on Superman and Lois. Guys, if you're not watching that, it's a banger, man. It's a straight up banger. Um, Jack, I don't know if you're caught up, but if you are, we got to should. We should spend an episode talking about it. Well, we just got to get these this Batman fan and then these other these guys just to watch some Superman <laughs> stuff. It's pretty good content. Man. 
I watched that. And then I picked this bad boy up. I haven't watched it yet, but I picked up Batman Long Halloween Part oh, 1. Shoot. And that's pretty much what's going on in my world. Right now, guys, we're going to do a new segment because we have so much stuff that we just collect. And I think it'd be kind of cool to show an item off a week. So we're going to call this Collector's Corner. We're going to show off a piece of our collection. Who wants to go first? Who wants to set the standard for our first, like, collector's showdown? I'm not a big collector as I was back in the day. I mean, this is somewhat a little bit of what I got, and then I got more on another wall. But what I got as a gift, and this is actually my first, like, figurine, I guess you can say, action Ooh. figure-ish. But um, this is All Might. And all of his glory, and I can't wait to get my my place set up and ha- uh, put him up in his little case. But yeah, I got this from uh, who got that for you? Who got that for you? You did. You know, no, you did. Oh, it's me. It's me. <laughs> you know, you did. <laughs> all Might in his uh, in his his latest suit or his last suit, I should say. Uh, he has interchangeable hands and stand uh, to, to pose him on, and it, it just looks dope. My Great Hero detail. Academy. Yeah, My Hero Academy. All Might, the main one of the main heroes. And um, he's got 22 moving parts. A, he's a seven-inch action figure, and it is pretty dope. And there's other, there's two other ones that I actually want to go get. I want, I want to mess with this whole collection right here. Start collecting this. Start now. McFarlane toys. McFarlane. Oh, McFarlane. Yeah. McFarlane. Yeah. If you're gonna collect, yeah. start now, man, because those things are pretty much like reselling now. So really, okay. It's only gonna go up. So if you want to grab right. something, grab it like ASAP. Yeah, all right. Rich, I saw a thing online. That, who's the invisible character? Because they have an invisible guy that's just hands and like feet in a in a box. Oh, yeah. It's just yeah. It's a, it's a girl. Her costume is just gloves and, and boots. That's it. That's her costume. <laughs> the action figure is funny. <laughs> um, I'll go next with my collectible. Now, for those that don't know me, Chris, you know this because we wear this together massive Power Ranger fans growing yep. up. Yep. And we were too old to be as big as <laughs> to be fighting putties in the backyard. <laughs> yeah, fighting putties in the backyard. You definitely were. Rich could and not you get that. hard to get me into that. I was like, nah, man. This, this, <laughs> this ain't safe to move. Like, we're 15 we're, years old. Why, 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 why are we fighting imaginary guys? <laughs> Leave me alone. That's what we did. So I caught this a while ago. I love it. It's a power morpher from the Mighty Morphin season. All right. This bad boy, it's die cast. So it's actually mm. metal. You guys can hear that. It's yeah. metal. The coins are die cast too. So they're metal and they're actually, um, they're aged. So it's, to me, it's a collector's item. It's like if Power Rangers was done for a more adult audience or a teenage and up audience, this stuff would probably look closer to this. It, uh, it lights up. Ah, oh, shoot. Oh, no. oh, shoot. You know? And it makes noises. There's never a wrong time yeah. for morphin' time. Never a wrong time this for morphin' time. This thing literally just transformed when you pressed it. It's morphin' time. So, so, so let's describe. You got a dinosaur in the middle? This is a... Yes, Jack. This is a this is the Tyrannosaurus Rex. This is Jason's power coin. There were five original power coins. It comes in the set. You got Sabretooth Tiger, Macedon, Triceratops and pterodactyl along with the tyrannosaurus it comes in a set it has a little stand as you see here for those cosplayers you can actually put the the, the stand on your belt yes a belt buckle yes. <laughs> yes but it's mad heavy so i wouldn't it just be you'll be hanging your morph will be hanging off your pants <laughs> whatever <laughs> but it's dope i wanted to get the green ranger one because that joint's gold but that that thing for now is going for more than i want to spend but um mm. That's my collector's item for today. Who's next? So I was digging through, digging through my, uh, my collection, and I was going to show you guys some, you know, more action figures, but this morning my son was playing with, I was watching him play, and he was playing with this. Yeah. The, 19, oh, yeah. Yeah. the 1993 Toy Biz Bishop with the quick draw action. Which wow. Actually, which still works. So it was kind of cool because, you know, I had a lot of time. You can see it's, you know, it's worn. This is not, you know, it's not collector's grade, but it was something that I had that I passed out to him and, you know, he was using it. So I thought it was kind of cool to see that. So that is like dope. A, yeah. How good does he look? Uh, Yo, the, the, the sculpt that, on it's dope. 
Yeah. And who was doing the, the, didn't Jim Lee do a lot of the comic book art for X-Men at that time? Yeah, because that was probably I think 90s. so, right? Yeah. 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 That's why it looks so good. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Soup's like a t- he doesn't have all the pouches, but that, that you know, that was a generation of the nineties. You know, the nineties just everywhere. pouches everywhere around your around your thigh, around, around your, your chest, around, <laughs> yeah. around your leg. Yeah, just pouches yeah. and pouches and pouches. Just pouches. Yep. Uh Jack, what you got? All right. So we talked about this a little while ago. Today my show and tell item is from my default collection. Daredevil number seven, wow. which dropped in 1965. And I'm sure we'll post this on the Instagram so you can get a better look at it. I have to. Um, fair market value for a 9.8 is 450K. But what's funny about the storyline, so those of you who can't see the cover, you basically got Submariner, who's the uh, Marvel equivalent of Aquaman, fighting Daredevil, who's in his red costume for the first time, and they're submerged underwater. So what's funny about this comic book, the storyline is basically Submariner is getting flack from his people in his aquatic kingdom. Like, hey, man, these surface dudes suck, and they're, you know, they're polluting the ocean, and they're killing all our fish. So we want you to do something about it. So Submariner goes to the surface world to find a lawyer so he can sue the, the people of Earth, right? And he ends up he ends up walking into uh, Nelson and Murdoch's law offices to look for a lawyer. And he goes, listen, I want to sue the Earth people, the ground people for what they're doing to the oceans. And Murdoch goes, this is absurd, which leads to a big fight where he dons the red suit for the first time. He basically gets his ass handed to him. Submariner wins, but he goes, you know what? I respect you for daring to take me on, so I'll turn myself into the authorities for all the damage my fight has caused. Uh, how, much, how much is that worth? Did you get that graded? Before I get it graded, what I want to do is get it cleaned and pressed so I can get a better grade on it. Oh my gosh, um, I would assume it's somewhere in the six right now, six six range based off of other stuff I have graded. Six um, what? Like I think it would probably be graded a six right oh, now. Graded six. Oh, graded oh, graded six. oh, graded at a six. Okay. Graded at a six. But you think I thought six, you were no no and, and you know it's six funny. Sugar comic, like, yeah. <laughs> no big deal. after a while decimal points really start equating to zeros at, yeah. at, as far as dollars you know so it's like it's a big jump from a 9.6 to a 9.8 is a significant jump in what something's valued very cool uh, nice yeah. nice oh Great and, stuff, and one other funny thing about that that comic I picked up like 30 plus years ago. I walked into a comic book shop and it was in a bin labeled cover price. And the cover price on it is 12 cents. I paid, wow. 12, cents. I paid 12 cents for nice. that comic book. Wow. Either way you came up. Awesome pulls, guys. Awesome pulls. All right, guys. It's time for the news. Okay. So, guys. Growing up, like, more than just seeing superhero movies, I was so into superhero costumes in movies. Like, I would, I would have, like, Wizard magazines. And for those two, yes. you know what Wizard is, mm-hmm. it's yeah. pretty much the Sports Illustrated of comic book geekdom. <laughs> um, and I would get the magazines, and, the, you know, it would feature the movies coming out. And I would just stare at those costumes as a kid just because it was like, your art is coming to life. So this week, we got so many reveals. And I'm going back in time, too. There's so many costumes that just kind of debuted. First up, I want to show you guys just, it's old. It's not new. But uh, from the Flashpoint movie, have you guys checked out this logo right here? Yeah, man. What we're looking at, listeners, you guys can go to our Instagram because it's posted. We're taking a look at the Michael Keaton Batman emblem from what will be his costume in this Flash movie. It's funny how that emblem holds up. <laughs> you know, it, it it did change from the the first movie though. That's it the, did. that's based off the second. This is Batman based movie. off of Batman Returns, and I think there might have been some legal reasons why they made it look different in the first one. It I don't looked know. Better. I mean, but this is dope, and it has a little blood on there. So for all you people that are trying to make. Uh, 
Watchmen parallels. Mm-hmm. I see you. I see you. And while we're doing the Flash movie, the director showed an image of Supergirl's emblem. Check this bad boy out. You guys can go on Instagram and check it out. Yeah, that's the nice. emblem of this movie, Supergirl. What I love so much about this is that they're telling us that Cavill Superman is still involved in some way, shape, or form in the DCEU. Because we're at this point of rebooting it or rebranding it or going lighter, getting away from Zack Snyder's vision. So seeing this emblem is like, okay, they kept his version of Krypton somewhat intact. Yeah, and not then, necessarily throwing everything away. Not throwing everything away. And we'll see how it links. And leaked images of the actress in costume. We're, right now, we're seeing an image of the actress suspended in wires. She must be shooting a scene where she's either descending, floating, or taking off. And she's in full costume. And I think it looks brilliant. It's kind of a callback to, uh, I think, a Supergirl was in an Injustice comic. And pretty much her design is very similar. And a lot of people are online talking trash about the costume, saying, why, why do her abs look weird? It looks I'm like, guys, it's a stunt costume. She literally has a harness under it. Like all that stuff will be CGI'd and made to look perfect once the movie comes out. And then we can judge whether we like it or not. Uh, next up, and not in any real order, the Flash CW series is Bart Allen will be making an appearance as Impulse. And here is the actor in costume. Guys, what do you think of this suit? <laughs> I'm all right with that. It's, it's a little funky, but I'm okay with that. I think it looks kind of cool. It's the comic. Yeah. It's the comic. Yeah. <laughs> Rich is not I impressed. Was, I, was, I was never a fan of it. Nah. Not impressed. And it's a CW suit, so, you know, usually they go with a lot of leather and stuff like that. But I think it's pretty good for a you know, TV show. I think it's pretty dope. Goofy ass. (laughs) (laughs) Jack's not a fan. Um, I'm going to jump back into the Flash movie. They also revealed Ezra Miller's logo to his costume. Check that out. You guys can go to the gram, guys. Look at that. So good. That is fantastic. This Flash movie is shaping up to be something epic, I think. It's going to look dope. It has to be. Yeah, it has to. It, You're dealing yeah, with, yeah. this is their multiverse, their time travel. This is their let's split everything we know, fabric of reality and half show. So it's, you got to go big or go home. And it's going to be their way of resetting things that didn't work before, but not doing a reboot. Like you can use time travel to correct movies and, and characters you want to change. Honestly, I think it's brilliant. It's the way of saying everything that's ever happened is valid but who knows what world we're jumping to next. It's what Days of Future Past did. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't really care for what happened to the X movie, X-Men movies after that, but if they found a way to not erase what was before, but change it and using time travel. So I'm excited. Yeah, but it's even more because what they're doing is they're taking all content that's ever existed and saying that's one of the Earths, yeah. right? So we can go anywhere we want, which is also why I think it's so easy now to then go get a Black Clark Kent. We go, all right, so we're jumping to Earth 23. We can do Whatever that. Earth we want to. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's all yeah. canon. Christopher Reeve's Superman is in Still this exists. continuity. He's That's very cool. Earth. That's very, very cool. Um, exactly. Staying in the DCEU, we have a first look at the new Shazam costume. This is a picture of Zachary on set in costume. I love so it. So much bigger. I like it. Yeah. I, I like the first one. I wasn't a fan. I thought the muscle suit was too much for his body. It looked like he was wearing one of them Party City muscle suits. <laughs> <laughs> but I love this. Um, and since all these costumes were coming out, the director was like, well, I'm going to leak this shot before anyone else does. And he put up a picture of the entire yeah. whole squad family. Yeah. Yep. Megan Good, if you're listening, there's always room here for you on the podcast. There's always room come, for Megan Good on the podcast. at me, Megan Good. What's going on? Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. And that's when we got this. And we're canceled. <laughs> but uh, I think the suits are fantastic. I, I think they're a step up. The first ones look so cartoony to me. Where these, I can see these standing next to Cavill's Superman, and it'll it'll be in the same world. Um, Batwing made his appearance on Batwoman on the CW. What do you guys think of this costume? Womp womp. Well, why does he look like the Predator? 
You look like a glow stick predator. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm not a fan of Batwoman, so I don't. I can't. I can't with that. Look, <laughs> why is his head so big? That's what I want to. I'm with Jack 100. percent It looks. It looks like the predator with bat ears. You know, <laughs> it's, put a motorcycle helmet on him and ears. It, it's a tough yeah. thing. It's a go. tough thing because I like what Bat- they're trying to do. Batwing is essentially like the Bat family's Iron Man or Steel. But you don't have the budget to do Iron Man, so you kind of have this tech suit that can only be so tech. I don't know. I, I need to see it in motion. Um, and last but not least, we have this is not new, but the previous episode we got to see this costume in full from Superman and Lois, the old school. Yo, that cartoon looks so series yes. Superman costume. I would yes. never want to see a whole Black episode ass. of someone in that, but He's, I was so happy to see that. Dude, it looks so good. It, it looks, you would have never thought this would look that good mm. on screen. I like the S with a black background. Yeah, yeah, that's how the old um cartoon, the old style animation used to be. The Fleischman one, right? This was, yeah, I think it's great. I think the muscle suit they gave him is a, a bit much, but it is what it is. The actors, he's muscular, but I guess they want their Superman to be even bigger. And this isn't a costume, but it's still dope. An image of Michael Keaton on set. Yes. You feel like yes. a costume. Yo, yes. it's a costume. That's a Bruce Wayne costume. We got Michael <laughs> Keaton here on set shooting Flash. He, got, he has the silver hair. He's looking Batman freaking beyondish, man. Yeah. And, yeah. Still, and, I, and I still buy that guy's Batman. Look at it. Oh, I'm with it. Yo, this, is a, this has been a good week for a DC Batman fan. It's been a great week. More news. So, guys, we have some action figures coming out real quick. We have the Masters of the Universe is coming out with like a Masters line where I guess they're going to showcase different versions of Masters of the Universe. First up, they're doing the Kevin Smith Netflix series, Masters of the Universe Revelations. And here's an image you have He-Man, Mossman, Skeletor, and Evelyn. They will be uh, at Walmart exclusively at first. And then you have Skelegod. Skelegod? Skelegod, who will be at um, Target and the biggest battle cat in the world <laughs> will also be at Target. They're made for the collector. So to really pose them and stand them up and... They are designed after the animated series. So the idea of having a master's line, they might come out with, you know, a Dolph Lundgren's He-Man or, or the old Dalmatian. Look, as long as they don't come out with the space He-Man, I'm good. They probably will come out with the space <laughs> He-Man. <laughs> um, I got a little news to throw in there. You got some news, Jack. Yeah, Give just, us the news, just, just baby. Just a little bit. It's just a little bit. It's more like a, a teaser thing. For anyone who is a f- fan of the series the one piece series the anime series this has been in the works for a while it's turning into a live action netflix series and they have built three of the pirate ships for it already and they're in the writer's room working on the scripts and stuff so this thing they've actually started casting this week so this thing is very much going to be something we'll probably be reviewing in the future i can't wait very cool Real quick, two more news items I have on my list before we jump into the debate. We got a Black Widow. It's coming out July 9th. That's coming up. So this is like our first Marvel Cinematic Universe movie in quite some time. Yeah. It takes place after Civil War. I didn't know that. So it's between the events of Civil War and then Infinity War. She's on the run, all that stuff. So it's, really? it's I thought yeah. it was an origin tale. Maybe it'll flash back to her origin, but I think their present day is after Civil War. Huh. Before that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I wish we got this after Civil War, man. I wish she was the first female superhero to come out of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know, I, Captain Marvel was cool, but I didn't have a connection to her as I did Black Widow. Ooh. We've been with her since Iron Man 2. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, and Mortal Kombat. So for those of you... We loved Mortal Kombat, and I'm not talking about the movie that Jack loves. <laughs> That'll be a bonus review episode coming out very soon. But Mortal Kombat Scorpion's Revenge, that animated movie, is coming out with its own sequel called Mortal Kombat Legends Battle of the Realms. 
and look at that artwork. This will be posted for it. You got oh, more for it. Yeah, the movie we wanted and didn't that, get. The movie we wanted, we didn't get. We're getting an animated <laughs> form. So that's the news. That's the news. All right. So let's get into this debate. For those listening, our last episode we dropped was a Batman retro episode, Tim Burton's Batman retro episode. And we threw that on Instagram to tell people it's out. And in the comments section, Christopher St. Victor said that this movie basically was the trendsetter. It held the standard. It pushed the genre to where it is icon status. Speak on it. Speak on it. Facts. Jack and his boy Jody jumped in in the comments section and was like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. There was a movie that came before this, which is Richard Donner's Superman movie. So, gentlemen, I want to ask you guys a question. I think we know where Chris and, <laughs> and Jack stand. But let's talk about this. Which movie is more iconic to the comic book movie and TV culture? Superman or Batman? Batman 1989, Superman 1978, Burton versus Donner. Which one is the real granddaddy? Isn't the answer in your question? Maybe. Look at the years, my friend. You got four years separating one from the other. That's just basic math. (laughs) (laughs) It is. Look, look, I'm not taking away from the Donner Superman because it was was amazing. I mean, again, uh, you watch that now, it still holds up. But I think if we're talking about who had more influence, it's me, Batman, hands down. Batman, yes, big tentpole guy, darkened up the genre, made it a little more gritty. But without Superman leading the way, there would have been no Batman movie. There is no Batman getting a chance at it if Superman didn't crush it. And Superman crushed it. Superman was the movie that made everyone go, yo, I'll watch a comic book movie. Oh, that was dope. This guy can fly? I'll watch anything. Show me the next thing. Okay. Without that, there's no Batman. Okay, okay, okay. I give you that Superman did lay down the groundwork. But the question is, that's not the debate. The debate was who had more influence. And yes, could we debate that there won't be, there wouldn't be a Batman 89 without Superman? I'll give you that, yes. But... Long-term effects and long-term influence, 89 Batman has had more influence on superhero culture as we know it than Superman had. You know, I got I to jump in this bad boy. Okay. Chris, you know I love you, man. But I can't, I can't rock with you on this one only because every superhero trope that we know and love did not exist in its fullness until Superman. The love story. The idea that you can get Oscar winners to be in these movies. You would not have a Jack Nicholson in your Batman movie if Gene Hackman and Marlon Brando didn't do Superman first. You wouldn't even have that. And today, who's your favorite Batman? Michael Keaton, who's your favorite Batman? Ben Affleck, who's your favorite Superman? Christopher Reeve. Reeve, of course. Do you know why that was? Go ahead, Jack. You know why that is? Because there has been one superhero movie, in my opinion, that is pitch perfect in tone. Venom, right? Venom. <laughs> that is hands down in the debate. Best movie ever made. Venom 100%. Quote me on that. Tell it to the bank. <laughs> ah, man. It's Christopher Reeves' Superman. It's pitch perfect. It is exactly what the character needed to stand for and does in the comics. Where we see so much content and it's like, eh, hitting a miss here or there. That first Superman movie was pitch perfect dude they made us believe a man can fly that we've been believing it ever since you wouldn't have any of this stuff without that movie i'm sorry chris well how about our silent assassin what say you rich Rich, what say you listen i'm gonna have to agree with the other two guys which would always tell you where i'm going with this superman like you know, you look at Superman flying and just everything in the movie. I'm just like, yo, I watch it. Like, like Jack said, I watch those superhero movies of that. You know, if Batman came out, I'd have been like, eh, it's cool. But I, I really wouldn't know if I would look at another Batman movie. Ooh. But Superman? Can I, can, can I drop one more thing before we end this? There's, we talk about Batman 89 all the time, yeah. right? 
Yes. We had four Superman movies before Batman 89 came out. Four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. One of them was good. Two of them no, was no, good. No. And the third one had some really great parts. Yeah. Yeah. They all wait, had wait, great parts. Wait wait, 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 wait. Let's talk about this, Chris. Because let's not forget, your <laughs> Batman movie is actually a four-parter. And one of them was good. One of them was Edward Scissorhands. And the other two had nipples. Okay, first of all, first of all <laughs> under your recommendation, I rewatched Batman Forever. And it's good. It, it is good. It's good. It is good. It's no Superman's 1978. <laughs> okay, no, but we're, yeah, but we're not, we're not, you, you, that's not a fair comparison. You compare 78 Superman to 89 Batman. Batman Returns is Superman 2. Superman 2 is better than Batman Returns. I mean, at least Superman's in Superman 2. You're asking what the trendsetter was. Dog, there was literally four Superman movies before there was one Batman movie. You crazy to even ask this question. You know, I'm going to do some research and I'm going to hit you guys hard in the comments on Instagram. And I'm going to show you, I'm going to pinpoint the the tropes and trends from 89 that's carried over now. Here's a a, uh, fun fact. You guys know what the first superhero movie was? What? What? Captain Marvel in 1941. And explain to me who, who was Captain Marvel a knockoff? Of? I don't explain anything. You look it up. <laughs> Jack forgot I was on his side. <laughs> oh, man. So I guess that debate went well. Yep. <laughs> we'll have to have a part two to have a conclusion. That's it. When this comes out, I, I hope this is going to go to the Instagram. I want to hit the comment section and I want to hear what you guys have to say listening. Which one was more iconic? Which one set the trends and created the world that we love the most? Superman or Batman? That's always been the debate, right? Superman or Batman? Nice debate, gentlemen. Let's get into what we're here. The reason we're here, we're here to talk about Disney Plus. The MCU, Marvel Studios, dropped Loki. We're talking about the first three episodes of Loki. Guys, what are your thoughts? What are your feelings? What did you think? You know, initial gut reaction is I'm liking where this is going. You know, I think we've gotten a lot of content. We're coming off, you know, Falcon Winter Soldier, who's a traditional buddy cop, beat him up. This is something different, more cerebral. I like it. I think it's, and I think this is what we expected WandaVision to be, right? We expected something to set us up into the multiverse, to set us up into into the next phase of the movies. And I think Loki is doing it, and it's giving me like when it ends, I'm, and I start researching, you know, what's going on with this, or you know, who, who you know, what you know, what 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 uh, what could this mean? And it's got me engaged. And I'm I'm liking it. I'm digging it. Yeah. Hard. Before we go further. Spoiler alert for those of you. I don't know why you'd be listening to a podcast that's titled like we're talking about the first three episodes of Loki and you haven't watched them yet. So spoiler alert, we going heavy. But no judgment. If but no judgment. Please come just pause it and come back. It's no yep. problem. We know you got a life. It's okay. Don't even pause it. Just come back. Just come back. <laughs> we'll still be talking. Trust me. <laughs> so we never stop. We never stop. Um yeah, dude. Well, let me just give a brief recap. I should have done this first. Basically, what's so brilliant about the MCU is like nothing is by accident. So we literally pick up from the end of Endgame or the middle of Endgame where Loki steals the Tesseract. And we get to yes. see where he phases to. And pretty much he gets caught by the TVA, the uh, time variant... Authorities. Authorities. Thank you, you And he basically is being incarcerated for being a breach in the timeline, being a variant in the timeline. But they basically want to bring him in. Mobius, played by Owen Wilson, wants to bring him in and use him to help catch the actual Loki that is causing all the problems. Use a Loki to catch a Loki. So the buddy cop thing ensues as they're finding the Loki. Our Loki, played by Tom Hiddleston, figures out what the plan could be. They find their Loki. It's a female Loki, a lady Loki. It's a lady Loki. Lady Loki. In the third episode, we kind of get into this kind of buddy cop frenemy zone with them um, as they are stuck on an abandoned planet that is doomed to be destroyed. And the only device they have to get off the planet needs to be powered. 
And then by the end of the episode, we find out that it's destroyed and the only way off the planet is also destroyed. Little recap. Chris, you like where it's going. Rich, what say you? Man, I love where it's going. I mean, everything from like the uh, the Infinity Stones. Yeah, you open up the drawer and dude was like, yeah, we're using like paperweights around here. It's, it's kind of like every time there was a, a variation in the timeline and it involved the stones and those stones now become effectively, they die. They're no longer alive because there's a theory that the, the Infinity Stones are alive. Mm. But, um, and it, it, you even listen to the Tesseract. When he gets the Tesseract back, he no longer makes a humming noise. Oh, yeah. So I, 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 that. Wow. I love that whole part. Listen, like like Chris said, you know, when I watched that episode, I'm like, let me go down this rabbit hole real quick. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But um but that and then yeah, then when the, the when the female Loki comes about, she's trying to destroy the, the TVA. And then, you know, Loki also I guess he wants to do the same thing. I'm like might as well buddy up and do it. But then when they when the, when the, when the device got messed up and they had to go and and uh, try to get on that ship and that ship got destroyed, I was like, man, how are we doing this now? Like, what's nah? They're probably in because I think we're looking at not necessarily female Loki, but the Enchantress, right? Some version of her. And so what you see at the beginning of that episode is she touches Loki, and they right. pause there for a moment in this kind of awkward thing, and he goes, "What are you doing?" And she goes, well, your mind's too strong. I can't take control. I'm telling you from that point, the rest of that whole episode is inside her little mind fortress palace. She's just playing. Now, here's another theory going that is Loki lies as if he doesn't have that power. And he's doing it. This whole time, she's in his. That could be, that could also be a thing. You know, I was wondering on episode one, if what we're actually watching is just Loki's storyline and you see him literally standing in front of the machine and he after coming to the realization that even the infinity stones here have no value no power he's standing in front of the machine and he goes is this the greatest source of power in the universe yeah Yeah. he's looking for his new source of power he's looking for his new purpose and his purpose has always been about power right power Right, so yeah. what does he want? He wants the ultimate source of power in the universe. That's the TVA's source of power. So his whole character's journey is, I'm wondering, are we really just looking at him turning into or creating the variant that he's actually after right now? That he's going to be, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. You're talking like, really, right. you're not chasing cool. a variant. You're actually chasing yourself in the future, what you turn well, yourself into. Right. Or create. Wow. Or right? create. I dug it. For me... It's so interesting, man. Like Marvel knows they got us because the first episode, with the exception of setting up what you said, Jack, just, you know, the, 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 the bone for the dog to salivate over Loki, mm. it was just set up like nothing in that first episode was new information. But Marvel knows they got us so much that we'll rewatch Loki's greatest hits to catch us up. Like you can't do that. Most most pilots cannot afford to do anything like that. Mm. But I tell you what was so great about that for me, they owned the fact of just how despicable the guy actually is. Yeah. It wasn't just his yep. greatest hits. It was like, oh yeah. Tom yeah. Hilson's such a likable actor in person that I lose sense of the fact just how He's horrible awful. he is. Loki's an awful human being. Yeah, he almost destroyed the world. Yeah. The Avengers, yeah. he was the main antagonist bringing, you know, bringing the doom to the world and now, this what was heartbreaking to me is he watched his most horrible hits, but it was in a timeline. Some of that stuff he didn't even do yet. Right. Yeah. But he's watching what he's capable of. Mm-hmm. And that and then that automatically, I don't know how that takes shape. But now we have a different Loki. You know, you, you see your, your mother died because of something you brought to your world. And in episode three, when he starts talking about his mother, mm-hmm. you get that sense of loss. But this Loki hasn't lost her yet. Like this Loki isn't in Thor two yet, right? Right. right. There is a right. sense of, but he does take a sense of ownership over those actions, knowing that right. they're true. Which is a huge this evolution in the in the character. Like he he the growth he had from watching the life he could lead gives us a different kind of Loki. Episode two to me was like kind of like what a regular season's episode one would have been, like really setting up the case. You know, they're on the case, they're on the move. They have the clues. They're going after the person. And then the reveal of the big bad at the end. That's kind of like your normal pilot. What did you guys think? And I have a hard time 
in just superhero movies and TV shows in general around this, but the inconsistency of powers. Oh, it's constant. It's, oh, so, I mean, it's yeah. always. And Loki's powers are so inconsistent. I can't, I can't figure out what, how powerful he is in this show. Or you can't figure out what his, exactly his powers are. Yeah, but when they, when they leave the TVA and now they're on Earth, he has his magic back. Right. He's fighting the guys on the train in episode three, and he's like having a tussle with them. But it's like, dude, you took a punch from the Hulk at the end of Avengers. Like, yeah, more than a punch. Yeah, yeah. 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 And he yeah. has super strength. God. You know? So it's like. Well, and he also catches a building at the end. Telekinesis. Of now, which is also why I'm telling you, episode three, I'm, I'm telling you, not, I would be surprised if 80, 90% of that episode isn't in someone's mind yeah. control. So who knows? You know, it's all for show. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't, but it doesn't change the fact what you're saying. And that's even before that, like if he has telekinetic powers, then why aren't you using them? Like as soon as he walks mm-hmm. in that convenience store, he can like take all those soldiers out. Like it's nothing. Right. Yeah. But I always go, well, Loki has a bigger plan. So I just, I just allow my suspension of, of disbelief to go. This is all part of his plan. What did you guys think of Lady Loki? What did you guys think of just... I was digging it. Yeah. You got all the different variants with all the different uh, timelines and worlds of the world. So why wouldn't there be just like a world or a timeline when everyone was like a woman? Yeah. It, I, I dig it. I was happy just not to see two Tom, two, you know, two exact Lokis. I was happy to see something different, a different yeah. character with a different motivation and kind of put some mystique and mystery into, you know, what's going on there. So I liked it. I thought it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't surprised at all, especially that's why they, they put in the seeds of their, the variants vary in shape and size. Right. They put that in there. Yeah. And I'll say this, the second I saw her, cause uh, the lady Loki in the comics has dark hair and she looks more like Loki. Mm-hmm. Whereas Enchantress has blonde hair. That's why I keep leaning towards, t- to me, she's not a, a version of the Lady Loki we know from the comics. She right. looks like a version of the Enchantress coming to. You know how Marvel, they'll, they'll take two characters and. Blend them. Blend them and put them in the show. So. But also look at, also look at her power. And they they've keep highlighting that this lady's power is the ability to enchant a person's mind. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it's, it's in the name, it's the power, it's the look. To me, that's who we're actually looking at here. I want her to be Lady Loki so bad for like the cheesiest of reasons. Because when they were sitting in that train and they were talking, I'm like, yo, they're falling in love. And how dope would it be for the only person for Loki to ever truly fall in love with is a version of himself. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is so true. like... Telling I mean, what, what would that be? Like, banging yourself? Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, what, what would that be called? Like, what? Uh, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> what, what happens out of this timeline stays out of the timeline. <laughs> um, I, t- I tell you what, I do love that. That the, the discovery that the people from the TVA are all just variants gone yeah, right yeah, yeah. Yes. so what they're setting up I, I tell you what would be a, a shame to me is if the overall conflict of what this series seems to set up is resolved within the series like to me this has to be the series that cracks what we know of the mcu open and in half as opposed to they are able to button it up by the end of it what i hope by the end of this series is that, and this is my own theory, I didn't read it anywhere, that it sets up the biggest of the bads that's been here from the beginning. That the, who, the, the Time Lords, whatever their name, names are, is actually a variant of the Loki. He's, he did seize the power. He does control the timeline. He did enslave these people to do his will using, wiping their memories. It's a very Loki thing to do. And it'd be so dope by the end of this series. You have uh, Loki, Lady Loki slash Enchantress, and they look, and it's freaking Loki. My theory holds no weight. It's just in my imagination. But it'd be just a a heck of a bookend. 
Yeah. And it, well, and, because yeah. it's almost, again, it's like that's what we're watching. We're yeah. watching his journey of trying to seize that power. And even though it kind of goes back to the beginning, we've never seen God Loki yet. We've seen him try and fail and try and fail and be a fool, but we've never seen like Supreme being Loki and what that mm. could even look like. Yeah, to me, to me, I wonder, I, I mean, honestly, I think that would be a really dope, unexpected twist. Um, but it seems to me the hat in the hat, which Marvel normally leans into, is you're trying to introduce the next new bad thing that everyone has to rally together in order to stop. I think it's going to be uh, Mephisto, because I think they implied that when, remember that when, they went, when they were in the, the, the church? And you looked at the stained glass, and it was like a devil. The stained right, glass. Yeah, They've been yeah. teasing this guy, and there's been rumors of this guy since since uh, since WandaVision. WandaVision. I'm yeah. like, I don't want to hear nothing about Mephisto. Everybody was like, "The dog, it's Mephisto." <laughs> like everybody was like Mephisto. <laughs> this is an interesting connection. That if it were Supreme Loki, let's go with this train of thought. The way Loki, Lady Loki slash Enchantress, the way their powers work. It's very similar to Wanda. Very similar to the way she, she uh, discovered the magic of her powers, the way she manipulated the whole town to see and think and controls them, the way she almost like cast spells and manipulate. Like she has Loki-like powers. And I wonder if this magical energy source, maybe it is this one source. Maybe this is leading to the thing that connects us. Whereas the first Marvel phase was like, you know, Science gone bad. Iron Man, the Hulk, and then we we introduce uh, Captain America, science, and then you yeah. know Thor. What's the difference? Is magic and science? It's the same thing. And then we kind of got into the otherworldly stuff. We get into Guardians and Infinity War. We're in space now. Maybe this is the thing. Wanda and this brings us into like straight up magic, Doctor Strange level magic. I'll be down for that. I mean, I, I, yeah. I think that'd be awesome. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah, I, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm curious to see where it goes and how it leads us into uh, the next phase of movies. Dude, um, it took me a while to get my head around just the Marvel shows in general because we're used to seeing these movies be action packed and like we were, we're, we're right in the thick of it. But with the shows, we're actually having dialogue scenes, and we don't get that in the movie. Yeah. Whereas Loki feels more like. Like, this is a film film. We have two people on a train just having a conversation. You never had that like that. Well, it's, 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 but it's the MCU with, with time to ruin yeah. it, you know? Yeah. I had to adjust to that pace because, you know, you jump into an MCU thing. It's like explosions and fights and we're moving like in here. Straight action. Yeah. Yeah. And then watching these two characters sit and get to know each other, I'm like, Oh, that's I like it, but it's yeah, but, but I'll tell you that scene was one of the scenes that kind of like threw me out for a moment. Really? Well, it was because it's oh, we got to do this thing. The whole planet's gonna explode. All right, so you know, so how's your day going? You know, you're like, wait, is, is the planet gonna explode or it's not gonna explode? Yeah, we got twelve hours. The train know? can only move so fast. You might as you well know? drink some champagne and sing some songs. What uh, was it? Invincible or what show was it? Where they're like, yeah, that the planet's always in danger. It's always something. It's always something's gonna happen. So I feel like Invincible. Maybe it was. I mean, it, look, it, look, it's a trope in everything. We, everything we talk right. about, everything we watch. But it's like. The planet's always going to explode. Something, something catastrophic is always looming over the edge. So Loki being a god and being around as long as he has, he's probably like, eh, this is, this is something I've seen before. It's not something I'm going to be, I'm going to panic about. You know, if it happens, know. happens. That's, we'll figure it out. That's something I thought about. Like, um, you think about how many, like, superheroes are in the world. And, like, at some point in time, there's always some looming danger that someone is about to, about to thwart or get rid of or to solve. And it's like, you really don't think about that because you, you get put into like one like one danger at a time. But you're like, yo, the, the Fantastic Four could be over there fighting Galactus while the yeah. Avengers were fighting Loki. And you got Daredevil fighting Kingpin thinking he's saving the city. Exactly. <laughs> 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 Fantastic like, Four saving the universe. Sure. Like, all right, Matt Murdock, you did good today. <laughs> yeah, good job. <laughs> good job, buddy. You saved you save Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> yep, <laughs> save ten blocks. <laughs> save ten blocks of Midtown. Um, 
But I, I, I think I appreciated that scene once I got into it because whether they're in each other's minds, whether it's the first time Loki could be himself because he's with himself, like the slowdown felt intentional, yeah. you know? So, and, and I wonder where it goes from there. And they were too buddy-buddy, too working as a team at the end, so I know they're probably going to flip it on us in some way. There's going to be some twist. Well, they have to. The fact that they destroyed their only way of getting out of there tells you that, come on, man, we're going to see episode four, and in the first five to ten minutes, it'll be revealed that it was all just a rouge. Yeah. It's a double cross. A double cross. A Loki cross. A Loki cross. A Loki. <laughs> um... I do hope that it is what Chris said it is, is that it does set up stuff because as much as I liked WandaVision and and Winter Soldier, Falcon Winter Soldier, it had such clean endings. Like Mm -hmm. nothing of consequence happened enough to change anything. Um, You know, we thought we were getting Quicksilver and it was a boner joke. You know, like like nothing Mm -hmm. changed enough. And at the end of Captain America, Winter Soldier, it ended exactly how we thought it would, which is fine. It should have. Here, I hope that stakes stay high. Like these ramifications stay high, and if you don't meet them, the consequences will will play and how out. How do you how do you already undo what's already happened? And we saw all the charts where all the variants started to spider off of the timeline that mm. was deemed acceptable. Yeah. So that's strange. Well, I know, and that's what the and that's what you're hoping. You're hoping that this it's like you said, the stakes of this are high enough to be something we can hang our hat on for a while. I think it'd be such a shame for it to be uh, buttoned up by the end of it. But the problem with time travel is you always have a loophole to clean up the mess like it never happened. <laughs> well, are we going to yeah. end game the thing before it's a thing? Well, okay, before we finish this, let's talk about end game, right? Because they set up time travel rules, which is you can't, you can't go back and change the past. If you go back and change something, all you do is splinter it off into a new timeline, but you don't undo the timeline you're in. So I guess to that logic, what she did cannot be undone. Like it's splintered, it's finished. But then the time, the, the time variance. Okay, help me figure this out. I'm, I'm, I'm not there, quick but, enough. But, but look at what's already in the, in the content we're talking about. There's a threshold in which you can reverse a, a splinter. Right. They, they were doing that, but by, by, by Endgame's logic, that shouldn't be able but to But look happen. at the, the, the scene where he's talking to the kid, and the kid has the bubble gum, mm-hmm. right? And, and they tell Owen Wilson's character, hey, man, we're getting real close to the point where we, you're going to have to kill this kid as opposed to reset the kid. You know, we'll have to take him to the TVA and get rid of him and put a whole new kid to, to operate in his timeline if we don't reset this timeline within the next 30 seconds. So we know that based off of the laws of the show, there is a threshold of time where you can reset a variant loop. And we can, we can always justify it with that, that as, as smart as Bruce Banner is in Endgame, he's not as intelligent as these people are in regards to how the time a whole, They've created a whole world based on controlling the time. Yeah. And, I, and I think what we're going to find out is I think even some of their rules aren't going to be true because, you know, they were all, you know, Loki was informed that all these guys were born within the authority and now you find right. out they're all variants. So I think their rules or their guidance may be, you know, it may not be true. So I think they're going to they're gonna turn the whole timeline thing upside down once the eventual truth of the timekeepers comes out. Here's mm-hmm. something interesting to think about. The... The result of Endgame ended in what conclusion? Thanos dying, mm-hmm. right? Um, for whatever purposes, it was deemed acceptable by the TVA that they go back in time and erase that timeline yeah. and start it over. That was a big blip. Yeah, and they said that. They said that. They, they said that. I, so, think, I think Loki questioned that. He was like, well, because the Time Guardians right. you know, wanted it to be that way. So my question is, who would have cause to want this guy killed? Like, they deemed that acceptable, right? To erase time and revamp time for one end result. It could be another big bad who did not want to deal with Thanos, who did not want to deal with someone with the gauntlet, right? But the gauntlet would have had no power well, the gauntlet has power everywhere except for whatever the TVA is. Unless and outside of time. Unless let's talk about the TVA's birth. Like since since we're out of time, 
for all I know, the TVA was born because of the events of Endgame. That that earth-shattering, multiverse, splintering, you guys are not where you're supposed to be thing. That like there's a world in which although the TVA existed longer than we've been with our Avengers, it could still have been birthed after in this like weird, timeless void. Do you guys remember that movie Arrival? Um, with uh, where the aliens come, they talk about time and the, how we see time is linear, but time right. is really circular. Yeah. So, so they may pull something like that where you know our perception of time really isn't how it is. And I because don't know. they were cool well, with Thanos winning the first time. They well, I'll cool. also say this: the thing that supports that is the and they go out of their way to show you the shot where Owen Wilson's character and Tom Hiddleston's character are standing in front of a window looking out. And it's mm-hmm. the future they're seeing. Like the mm-hmm. technology that exists in the TVA mm-hmm. is technology from a future that's never happened. Right. So is the TVA really just a future world that has access to a controlling time? It might be. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. why, yeah, then, then if they existed when Thanos first did the snap, then why didn't they manipulate events so that just never happened in the first place? So that's interesting. Are we looking at a place that has existed since the beginning of time, and so it's timeless? Or are we looking at a place that is from a future time that's, that's operating as if it existed outside of time? Which all points to supreme God Loki. <laughs> he got control. You guys remember that episode of Rick and Morty where Rick has that uh, thing in his forehead? And he, yeah. every choice he makes, he, he makes every choice to kind of guide him to the future he wants. Maybe yeah. the people in the future are doing like they're doing that and only making changes to guarantee their best possible outcome for their future and their future only. But you know why else that makes sense? Because something else big happens in the in-game variant loop. Loki is saved from death. He doesn't die the heroic death. Yeah, he doesn't die because he blips out. He, he takes the Tesseract and splits. So that might be another reason for not changing that time loop. Wow. Fine. <laughs> blown. <laughs> I want all the control in the world, but I have to change this so Thanos doesn't end up killing me. <laughs> Let's Supreme okay. Goblin. And okay. then you have regular Loki and Lady Loki slash Enchantress going to take down Supreme God Loki, but now our Loki goes, if I take him down, then the loop might be restored in which I will die at Thanos' hand. And he saw that in, in episode one. He saw what happens to him. So will Loki, in this heroic journey, will he be changed and go, well, that's the way I go out, but I'll go out that way if it means saving the universe? Well, there, might be, Loki? <laughs> there might be a loophole in that too, because look at how the time variant works. In catastrophic events time is not recorded and what happens in that event is the ship is destroyed you got the asgardians are destroyed so you could go back there and change that event without it being recorded man this setting this thing up for loki to be fighting a bigger loki with lady loki and we might get like a dog loki and a mermaid loki and a donkey loki like all what if it's all three lokis are running three things like it's the three Lokis together because it's three time guardians right right, right. what if it's three Lokis and that's the thing that we have to go up against in the next phase and all the you know Mephisto Mephisto people like no it's Mephisto it's like it's never been Mephisto it's (laughs) It's always been Loki it's always been Loki (laughs) always Loki Uh, um I think we're coming to an end here. We only got three episodes. We'll jump back in. We'll talk about the next three and talk about the whole series in general once this thing wraps up. How we were wrong or how we were right. I mean, that's the fun part of this. That's the water cooler conversation. Um, But I'm having a good time. They're giving us like cinematic value on television, man. They they, they spend all the money. Yeah, they definitely are. And you can't see this type of quality in this genre, I think, anywhere else on TV. So... Bravo to you guys at Disney and Marvel. Um, we can't end the podcast without recommendations. Ooh, okay. I'll be quick. I'll be quick. So usually I recommend entire series or, or this time I picked out a couple episodes from some really, really good uh, cartoon series that I think you guys that, that, that uh, should be watched. 
Number one, Justice League, uh, uh, Justice League se- season three, the once and future thing. So it kind of ties in with Loki with time travel. Um, Batman, Green Lantern, Wonder Woman get zapped back in time because the guy was trying to steal trinkets from from different time periods. It's an awesome two part episode. I think <laughs> it's a good time. You guys, I recommend it. Highly recommend it. And you get to see a grown up static shock in that bad boy. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> okay. Second recommendation Justice League Unlimited from season one, epilogue, where we another banger, banger, banger. It gives you some lore into how Terry McGinnis, he, he wasn't just chosen random, that he was ordained to be Batman Beyond. It's amazing. Highly recommend. I, I had a big issue with that. But I highly recommend it. My last recommendation, Batman the Animated Series, I Am the Night, the episode where Commissioner Gordon gets shot by the jazz man. It is a complete movie in 22 minutes. You know, Batman questions being Batman. Batman questions his motives. It just, it, it, it gives you these huge story arcs in such a short period of time. That's uh, from season one. I absolutely, absolutely, absolutely recommend it. Retroactive spoiler alert for some of those things he just recommended. My bad. Spoiler alert. I haven't seen a show that's like 20 years old. (laughs) My bad. Um, Well, that's it. I hope you guys have fun listening to us talk about Loki. It's our first time talking about something that isn't completed. So get to hear all of our theories and we'll find out if we're wrong and what like three or four weeks. It's only a six uh, episode season. So we'll find out real fast if we're wrong or right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening to us. Please come back. Same bat time, same bat channel. We out. Thank you. Later. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs>